Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I am your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. And today, as always, our goal is to have a podcast that will share topics and guests that will empower you to grow your business and take it to that next level. Today, my guest is Cheryl. I all I love. <laughs> How do it's you say? I love. I love. So whenever I was looking at your name, I thought, wow, if that was not a name that you got, I would steal that name. I love. <laughs> I love. That's awesome name. You could do a whole lot with that. Thank you. Actually, you know, it, it's my maiden name. My father was originally from Czechoslovakia. And, oh. you know, when I got married, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't give it up. And my husband was down with that. So I kept Awesome. It. That's super. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about Cheryl. She is an author, a speaker, a physical therapist, martial artist, dancer, and former chronic pain patient. She published the award-winning and best-selling book, Forever Fit and Flexible, Feeling Fabulous at 50 and Beyond in 2016. And with over 20 years of experience as a physical therapist in private practice, Cheryl has helped thousands of clients recover from pain and injuries by integrating science of physical therapy with the art of movement. She believes that everyone can enjoy vibrant, healthy, and vitality at every stage of life. She's a second degree black belt. Oh my goodness, we got a warrior here. <laughs> yeah. In an ancient Japanese martial art of Ninpu Tai Jitsu. She'll probably correct me on that. From her own experience of being or beginning her training as the tender age of 47, you and I have other things in common, <laughs> becoming my teacher's first female black belt 10 years later, uh, she discovered there's an incredible amount of strength and power in each and every one of us. It just has to be unleashed. She published a second book called The Reluctant Ninja, How Middle aged princess became a warrior queen. It chronicles her crazy life in the world of men and martial arts and is receiving rave reviews. Awesome. Please join me in welcoming Cheryl I love. Such a cool thing, you know, so I went to, uh, I started college mm. at 47. Oh my gosh. 46. Yes. I love hearing that. That's wonderful. Congratulations. Yes. And so that's uh, one of the things and the 
theme that we have today, the art of healing through movement is really important to me. One of the, in my anti-aging wellness business, one of the things that we have, one of the pillars is how important movement is. And, you know, right now for me being sitting on my butt <laughs> all the time, <laughs> I have to, to remind myself, move, move. So I have things in my phone and, and reminders that way to just get up and do something, but it's so important. So I, I love to have that as the theme for today. I'd like everybody to please put on your listening ears, get your pens and pencils out because I know Cheryl's going to give us lots of good tips today that you're going to want to remember. We always start out though with simple questions, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. So please tell everybody, where do you call home right now? And um, has that always been your home? Mm, thank you so much. Well, I am here in, in the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado, at the foot of the Rocky Mountains, and I absolutely love it. I have been here, gosh, I'm embarrassed to admit it. I think the math, if I do it right, 44 years <laughs> I have been living in Denver. And I am originally, you and I have a few other things in common. I am originally from a small steel town outside of Pittsburgh, and which is why I live here in Denver. And uh, there were several uh, motivating factors that made me decide to, you know, just take a chance and come to a city where I didn't really know anybody. And that was just, I grew up in a household that was, uh, I had four sisters, mm. you know, predominantly female, three girl cousins, and it was a small town. And I just knew there was something else out there that yeah. I wanted to experience. And there was also a man involved. I was dating a guy <laughs> who had my... Yeah, there is always. Um, so he had my entire life planned for me <laughs> and neglected to tell me about it until I found out kind of like accidentally. And I looked at him and I said, if you're making any plans that include me, you might want to tell me about it ahead yeah. of time. Because I was already getting that little twitchy. Is this really going to work out? And, you know, I explained to him that I was in my senior year in college, I was getting ready to graduate in a couple of months, I wanted a career, I wanted to be able to work full time. And he looked at me and he had a very confused look on his face. And he said, Well, who's going to take care of the kids? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, you know what, we broke up with him. Uh, thereafter. <laughs> and he wasn't taking no for an answer. Oh, my and trust me, I'm not that great of a catch, but it was like, <laughs> I knew that he was never going to stop pursuing this relationship. And again, getting close to graduation, I was living with two girls, uh, my friends from school, and one of my roommates was from Cleveland. And she didn't want to go back to Cleveland after graduation, and she didn't want to stay in Pittsburgh. And I knew I had to get out of town. And I looked at her and I said, hey, Berta, let's go to Denver. And That's she said, away. okay, I figured it'd be far <laughs> away enough. So just about four days after graduating college, uh, the ink was still wet on our diplomas. We packed up my 1974 Ford Maverick and drove across the country to Denver. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we, we, we really do have a lot in common because I had, <laughs> I had met a person on a plane going to Myrtle or coming back from Myrtle Beach 
And it, uh, shortly thereafter, I had met my husband on a blind date mm. and it was like, uh, instantaneous. So this person though, kept on pursuing me as well, <laughs> even up to week of my wedding <laughs> saying, you sure you want to do this? You know, it was like, yeah, I'm positive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's just crazy. Maybe it's just Pittsburgh guys. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it is. And here's a funny thing. I won't go into the details now because it's a long story, but I actually reconnected with him 33 years later. It was just a bizarre, bizarre, um, whatever happened, but I, I reconnected with him and, you know, we did have some conversation and even went out to dinner and all I could think of was, Ooh, I don't know it. <laughs> so cool. So cool. Well, I'm sure that we can talk a lot about the, these things that we have in common, but let's get to the heart of the matter because I know these folks really want to know a little bit more. And I'd like to start by just talking a little bit about your book, Forever Fit and Flexible, Feeling Fabulous at 50 and Beyond. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to write that book? Well, as a former chronic pain patient myself and knowing what I went through to get out of that pain spasm cycle, a lot of the techniques that I discovered along the way, a lot of them I came up with myself to get myself out of that um, situation and ended up going, once I did uh, heal myself from that mm -hmm. chronic pain syndrome, I ended up going to physical therapy school getting my master's degree in PT, thinking then I could help a lot of other people, mm -hmm. you know, with, with my knowledge and my experience. And what happened was I realized when I got out of PT school, I really did not like it. I did not like the <laughs> traditional PT model. And I thought, well, this is really fine. I just spent quite a few years <laughs> trying to get through all of this. And then I realized I had a mental head smacking moment that I could actually open up my own clinic. And that's what I did. It was just a small little studio. And I specialized in something you know, in Pilates-based rehab and conditioning, and then something else called Feldenkrais. And I was able to help a lot of people who were in the same situation that I had been in when mm -hmm. I was going through my chronic pain syndrome or people that were dissatisfied with, they went through PT, but they didn't get all the way to where they wanted to be. People mm -hmm. who were getting older and, you know, were looking for other answers rather than what was just out there. So, you know, I worked with so many people, had some fantastic results, met wonderful people. I'm still friends with a lot of them after all these years. And then I realized, you know, I can reach a much broader audience through a book rather than yeah. just my little community here in Denver. It's a big city, but still. So I wanted to be able to help spread that message of hope and healing. Mm. And, you know, to especially people who are 50 and older, um, you know, the, some of the things that we're told about getting older, about what to expect. And it's like, oh, you come and go to the doctor, you're complaining of aches and pains. That's normal aging. It yeah. is not. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Yes. So that's basically, that was the impetus for writing the book. Awesome. Yes. For those of us that are past that 50, <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. it, it is, you know, something that at, if you look at the quality of life, the, the people around you that are 50 or in my case, 60s or 70s, and you think, is that what's in store for me? 
And, right. and the answer has to be, I don't want that. Right. And so what are you doing about it? In your book, you talk about somatic movement. Please explain to the audience what somatic movement is and why it's important. Somatic movement is, you might hear of the mind-body connection, which mm -hmm. you hear that a lot of people who do yoga, Pilates, and a lot of different movement modalities that are out there now mm -hmm. that a lot of us didn't know about 30 or 40 years right. ago. And it's really engaging our mind the sensations uh, that are going through us as we're moving. So the mind-body connection is so incredibly powerful. And I always say that mindless exercise really does have its purpose and its <laughs> point, you know, getting on a treadmill and running off some energy, uh, especially when we're in our 20s and 30s. But by the time we get to 40, it's like, you know, we want to conserve some of that energy and we really want to pay attention to our joint health, yeah. joint function. Mm -hmm. And that somatic movement, that mind-body connection really helps us do that. Awesome. Yes, for uh, my husband who is on now second knee surgery coming up. Uh, yeah, definitely can appreciate that. Why, <clears throat> what is the single most important component for vitality at any stage of our life? Mindset. Absolutely. It's the, the state of mind. If you listen to some of the stuff, the stuff, I'm using air mm -hmm. quotes there, that's out there about the quote unquote normal aging process, you know, it can get very discouraging, it can get very depressing, and you yeah. have to realize that getting older is inevitable. But being old is a choice, and we mm -hmm. do have choices. Um, and we have to really condition ourselves not to listen to the naysayers and some mm -hmm. of the negativity that's out there. You're too old to go back to college. Mm -hmm. You're too old to start, you know, taking a dance class because my goodness, you're 60, you know, and that's just not true. We can do whatever we want to do at any stage of life, as long as we have the right mindset and then take the correct path to get to where we want to be. Correct. So that is a nice segue to my next question. Whatever possessed you to start martial arts at 47? <laughs> oh my goodness. That is such a long story. So I'm going to give you the bullet points. Mm -hmm. um, basically, I met, I went to a new acupuncturist. I love alternative health and healing. Mm -hmm. And I've been using acupuncture for my own you know, purposes for years. And I, I was going to this new acupuncturist who uh, was highly recommended. And the very first time I went into his office and he started putting needles in my legs, he got a faraway look on his face. Uh -huh. And he said, you know, with your legs and my coaching, I could teach you how to kill with these things. Mm. <laughs> uh, and I'm thinking, where's my purse? Because <laughs> This man is insane. I can't believe this, this woman, you know, uh, recommended him to me, but I couldn't go anywhere because mm -hmm. I was literally pinned to the table. And so he had a captive audience and <laughs> he's going on and on about this martial art that, you know, he has his, his martial arts um, school right next to the clinic. And I thought he's just crazy. And I said, no, thank you. I will save my killer legs for ballet class. I have no interest in ballet in uh, martial arts. It wasn't in my DNA and I was never going to do it. But interestingly right. enough, my father was a black belt in karate. Ah. 
So, but it was, and he always tried to get my sisters and I to go to the gym with him to learn some techniques and stuff. It's like, that's never going to happen. Well, so I said, no, but he kept persisting. He kept, you know, hounding and, and nagging me. I, I even thought about leaving him as an acupuncturist. <laughs> he was really good at what he did. But what he did not know was that uh, just a few months prior to meeting him, I had a very traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, won't go into the details right now, but I basically had to stuff the experience down because even when I tried to get help, people just kind of dismissed me and said, no, that can't happen. So mm-hmm. I was just trying to pretend it didn't happen and move on with my life. And about a year later, after I met Mark, my acupuncturist, it all came spewing out. Wow. So I told him what happened. Intuitively, I knew he would listen and I knew he was the right person to talk to. Mm. So he started treating me, you know, with the acupuncture and herbs for some of the symptoms of PTSD and that type of thing. But then his campaign to get me on the mat went into high gear and I just kept saying, no, I had no (laughs) idea how in the world hanging out in a smelly dojo with a bunch of sweaty men (laughs) was going to help me heal from this trauma. So I kept saying no, but uh, bless his heart. uh, He's even more stubborn than I am. (laughs) So he kept, he kept at it. And finally, after another two years, I, I, he broke me. I said, okay, I am going to take a few classes just to prove to you how much I am going to hate it. (laughs) And well, the rest is history. I didn't (laughs) hate it. And 10 years later, I became his first female black belt. Awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) My grandson is doing, um, Jaekwondo. Taekwondo. Oh, Taekwondo. Yeah. Um, and he's six. So. <laughs> but it does teach more than just kicking people and things. It teaches a lot of respect and integrity and a lot of the core values that everyone needs. Absolutely. And that's the one thing the respect is, is incredible and yeah. the ability to problem solve too. Yeah. So good for him. Yep. What advice would you give women who are interested in studying martial arts or taking self-defense class, but are too intimidated or scared? One of the first things I would suggest is grab a partner, talk somebody else into trying it with you. So a friend, a neighbor, you know, a family member, but get a partner. It's going to be a lot easier to walk into a dojo if you do have a buddy and somebody else who might be just as, you know, terrified as you are. Um, and then really do your homework because mm-hmm. there are so many different forms of martial arts out there, so yeah. many different types and styles. And I would recommend a quote unquote softer style of martial arts. For example, the Taekwondo that your mm-hmm. grandson is doing, that would be considered a hard art. Uh, karate is a hard art. Um, Aikido. Um, jujitsu would be considered a softer art. Although once we take people down, believe me, it doesn't look very soft. (laughs) They're landing kind of hard, but those are the ones I would really recommend a softer art um, for women. Even Tai Chi, there's different types of Tai Chi. There's more of a meditative style, uh, which is awesome. And there's also a you know, self-defense or combative style. So really do your homework, do the, your research. You know, the internet is a great place to start. And then look at um, schools in your area, mm-hmm. make a list and, you know, make a list of at least 10 schools in your area is what I would suggest. Mm-hmm. 
call them, talk to the owner and visit them and watch a class. And when you watch a class, you'll know if it's the right fit for you. Uh, if you have the opportunity to talk to some of the students, that would be great. Um, and talk to maybe some of the instructors, that would be wonderful too. So really do your homework because to get into the right situation, the right environment, the right school is just key to, to your success. Mm -hmm. And if you get into the wrong one, ugh, it's really hard to shake something like that off. Right. So could you give us three tips, quick tips <laughs> that would help empower women to keep them safe and give them confidence? I would work on body language. The way you stand, walk and move is really important. Um, that's the first thing is, is body language and how you move. The second thing is please put your cell phone down, leave it in your purse, <laughs> heads up, eyes open, look around, you know, because- Yeah, be aware. You, yeah, that awareness, you need to be aware of your environment and what is around you and who is around you because you might not be watching them. They could be watching you. Mm. Predators are always looking mm. for an easy target. So the, that's two. Um, the third one is practice your awareness and train your awareness in a safe space. Just simple things like going out into your backyard, closing your eyes, listening to the sounds around you, what's close, what's in the distant. Do you feel the wind on your face? Even little things like that can make a big difference in your sensory input. Um, and your brain is taking it all in. It's gonna make you a more aware person and a safer person. Perfect, perfect. So before we get into rapid fire for things that we want people to remember is keep moving. Keep however, moving. However they can, whether it's martial arts, dancing, whatever. And also um, you're never too old to keep moving. <laughs> Absolutely. So rapid fire, these are where I give you five words or phrases. You have just a minute to respond. Whatever comes to your mind, there's no wrong okay. answers. Story of when you had to use your martial arts skill in the real world. Oh, I use it every single day. <laughs> and that doesn't mean I'm hitting people. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that people are attacking me. I'm just using all of the awareness, that inner strength, the intuition, and that spirit of the warrior is always there. Right. And that makes you look confident as you're walking down the street and maybe people aren't going to want to mess with you anyway. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> One of the things I saw on your website is what we believe is what we become. Talk to me about that. Absolutely. And when we hear the same messages over and over again, we eventually do believe them, even if they mm -hmm. go against our um, inherent belief system. Yeah. If you hear those words over and over again, our brains are taking it in just like a computer. Our brain does not know what is reality and what is false. It just records it just like our computers do. And eventually it will spit it back out. So if you keep hearing those things over and over, you're too old, you're too old, you're too old. Even it's like, I'm not, I'm only 66. That's not too old, too old for what? But eventually, if you hear it over and over again, you're eventually going to believe it. And then you eventually will become it. Yeah, very true. <clears throat> when is it okay to give up? Never, never, <laughs> never give up. There's always a way out and a way up. 
you talked a little bit about your family, but what is one of your best family memories? Oh my gosh, there are a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but I think just growing up in that very Eastern European culture, you know, I grew up in an area that is multicultural. You, you're familiar with the area, um, but none of my grandparents spoke English very well. They all spoke mm -hmm. English, but, you know, with those heavy accents and, you know, my, my dad was from Czechoslovakia. My mother was born in Pennsylvania, but her parents were from Yugoslavia. So we had that heavy ethnic background and we were able to celebrate, well, for one thing, two Christmases a year. Yeah. So that was pretty special. Um, yeah. And just all of the food, the customs and the traditions, the heritage is just beautiful. Yeah, definitely can relate to that. <laughs> so what is one tip you wish you would have or advice you were given when you were 20? Don't take yourself so seriously. <laughs> That's a good one. Awesome. So this is uh, your time that if you're listening in on this, grab your pencil, pens, paper. I will be reading for you Cheryl's website and also giving you some information of her social media. And then she can talk about her free gift. So her website is HTTPS www Cheryl, that's C-H-E-R-Y-L-I-L-O-V.com, www.cheryl.com. ILOV.com. Her email is info at Cheryl L. Oh, same email. So same thing. So C, capital C, though, is that I guess that's important. Uh, capital C H E R Y L I L O V.com. And she's on Facebook at I Love Insights. I love your last name. Oh, I L O V I N S I G H T S. She's on LinkedIn at Cheryl I Love Vitality Consultants. So that's Cheryl I Love Vitality Consultants, all one word. Instagram is Cheryl I Love. And she's on YouTube as well. And you could just look up Cheryl I Love because it's a lot of letters here that you're never going to get. <laughs> you will see this on my YouTube channel as well as my website, this slide. So you should be fine. Would you please, Cheryl, talk to me a little bit about the free gifts? Certainly. If anybody wanted to um, talk some more, have any questions, I do offer a complimentary 30-minute consultation. So all you would have to do is uh, you could either schedule it through my website or you can just email me. I would suggest emailing me directly and we can go from there. If you do go to my website and if you sign up for my newsletter, I do have three audio recordings that you can download and I call them meditation through movement. They're only about 20 minutes long and it's based on some of the principles and some of the techniques that I use, uh, you know, to help my clients. They're also included in my book, uh, my first book forever fit and flexible. So you can get those three downloads and you can listen to them anytime and just kind of get a feel for what uh, this somatic movement is really like. And then if you have any questions, please email me. I would love to answer them. 
All right. So that is our show for today. I would like to just thank Cheryl for being a wonderful guest. She's giving us great insights, great advice to keep moving, no matter what our age, even our circumstances, you know, even if you've got that pain, you've got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. If you have questions, please do go to her website or email her at info at CherylILove.com. And as always, I want to remi- remind you that you should remember that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. And you got to keep moving to do that. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.